Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Hey y'all, Double G here from We Want Winners. Just to uh, let people know that when we did this podcast uh, earlier, Rod was having issues with uh, with his computer. So I did a little bit of the show, like, I don't know, 10 minutes or so uh, solo, but then he was able to pop back in. And so I took out the stuff where I was talking solo because we covered it all when he came back. So this is going to be, uh, you'll hear when, when I play what we recorded, it'll sort of be in progress just in case it sounds a little off, but that is what you hear. I want winners. I want people that want to win. I think we got Rod back. Hey. hey what's up? Where are we at? All right. I, I, I was kind of going through my points, but I'm going to circle back because I do want to ask you a couple questions about what I was talking about. But uh, sound, your, your, uh, your stream sounds great. Uh, awesome. So I, th- I think we're good. But um, my, so my buddy... Randy, he was at the game tonight. He's got season tickets. He's got fu- really fun tickets in the end zone. He's he's uh, taken me a couple times. He said it's as loud as he's ever heard it in Levi's. Wow! For Sunday that's, night football, that's great. That's awesome. So yeah, we they had they got all lathered up. They was able to <laughs> tailgate all afternoon, and um, yeah, that's awesome. That's good to hear. Because I, you know, I, you know, I've I've only been once. And, um, you know, I've heard things about how it's, you know, not as, you know, it's it's kind of a different crowd than yeah. the stick was. Um, so that that's good to hear that um, we were in full voice tonight. That's great. Yeah, no, uh, I've uh, we eventually you and I got to get out to a game together. That would be pretty fun. Yeah. But uh, I haven't been out this year so far. But I was talking to my son because he was over. Uh, he he came over is about the second. I think he, he got there right right about when the second half started, and uh, we were trying to figure out. We were like figuring out what game we wanted to go to, and I was like, "Gosh, do they have any more night games?" Because to me, the night games are the most fun at Levi's, just because how the sky looks and the stadium's just buzzing and and everything. But they don't. I think this is their last night game, at least at home. But they have some fun matchups coming up. I kind of circled uh, Miami and Tampa. I think those would be two fun games to go to. Definitely. So, may- Definitely. so yeah, we'll we'll see. I, I may. Okay, so I started out the show 
talking about this was a no excuses game. Everybody's back. It's the bye week. They got all of their injured players except for a couple of them. Their defensive line is, is, is still hurting a little bit. And this was the game where at the end, if they lost 49ers fans, we couldn't say, well, they lost because mm-hmm. of X injury. Right. And man, in that first half, I was, I was trying to find out. I was like, man, well, what are the reasons, you know, just they, they weren't playing fantastic. And then they they did turn it on, and and I really enjoyed watching that defense come together in, in the second half. Um, but what do you think? Uh, the thankfully they won. But what do you think the shift or the mentality would have been had they played the second half like the first half? I think it could have been a, a pretty defeated experience for, for the fan base and for the team, because, because of the fact that you're like, we got all of our guys back. We got CMC, Elijah Mitchell, Debo. We got all of these players and here we are losing to San Diego uh, and not looking good in, in that first half. Well, I mean, I, I do agree with the graphic that it's a no excuses game and I don't want to be making excuses, but it kind of reminds me of the Heatles when, you know, LeBron and Bosch and Wade came together. That first, you know, 10 to 20 games was, was a bit rough. I went and saw them. I was living in Vegas at the time and I made the sojourn up to Utah to go wow. see them play the jazz. And um, it was it, it was it was a, a choppy game. They just didn't, you know, you know, it was a, a lot of, you know, and I know basketball is different, but it was a lot of deferential. Who's going to take the shot? No, you. Oh, no, no. You, LeBron, you take the. No, you, D-Wade, you go ahead and you. <laughs> you know, so it was just it, it was a. they were just trying to figure it out and. I would imagine with Kyle, it's going to be a, a little of that for a while is trying to figure out how you deploy each of these guys to their maximum. Um, Cause you want to, you want to actually obviously get all these guys touches. I was sitting there, you know, like halfway through the, you know, the first half, like, Oh, Debo hasn't got any targets. Um, you know, so, and I imagine as a play caller, you have to try to kind of, you know, get into the rhythm of the game. But then you also, I would imagine at a certain point, you have to be cognizant of who's getting touches and who's not. And you're trying to, you know, integrate Mitchell back in. It's just so it's, it's I think it's going to be a work in progress for a while. Um, but. You know, everybody looked real good. Mitchell looked really good when he got the ball. CMC is is a stud. Debo is a man. Ayuk is out there balling. Um, you know, Jennings looked great. Um, it, it you know it is an embar- it's a um embarrassment of riches. Um, so that's gonna be I think that's gonna be the story as we move forward. You know, through the the second half of the season is everybody you know, getting their touches and being integrated and being used to their, you know, maximum. So our guy, uh, Rick Feinberg, 
wanted us to talk about the green law ejection. And I I do want to talk about that because to me, I thought that was the turning point of the game. Now it's not the turning point of the game where it's like a play that brings team together. I think they were pissed. I think they were pissed that Greenlaw got kicked out of this game. You even saw there was, uh, I, I think, you know, the outside of the rules guy, the color guy that played, you know, Chris and, and Tariko mm-hmm. and, and even, uh, even uh, Tony Dungy, he was, they were like, eh, I'm not so sure about that because the, the, the guy, he, he was turned, he was a runner and he got uh, hit into Greenlaw's face mask right into his helmet and uh kyle supposedly you know had an expletive laden uh frustration about it uh supposedly he had a halftime speech now i don't know if we've ever heard of shanahan being like this raw raw guy he's more of like the disappointed teacher uh, uh, that's how i kind of feel mm-hmm. but he basically said hey we got to pretend like these guys are the rams and we got to come out and play like we play against the rams and so all of those things, um, I think, kind of got them together in this weird way. They're kind of playing for Greenlaw. They thought it was not necessarily uh, – it was that it was definitely a penalty, but not one in which he should get, immediately get booted from the game. I think some of this is starting to be rep with him because we, we, we kind of joked about it last week mm-hmm. about how – you know, the, the the defensive penalties have been down. And I said, you know, yeah, because he's been hurt. And we kind of laughed about it. But I do wonder if there's some of that. Like, he's got this rep a little bit of, of uh, you know, kind of hitting with the helmet a little bit and such. So um, I, I thought it was a turning point, though. What did you think about that play? And what did you think about sort of the way that they came back from it? Because Herbert did – Herbert had to go out of the game. Uh, and and because if he stays in the game, maybe they get – six instead of three he's got to come out of the game and they they kicked the field goal right before the half yeah and you know daniel was under assault yes. <laughs> collinsworth was like i think you just maybe take a knee right here like maybe <laughs> stop trying to make a play <laughs> i you know this is something you see at the lower levels all the time it is okay by rule it's a penalty I don't necessarily agree because he's coming full speed. The angle completely changes based on the pinball action that happens ahead of it. So there definitely was no intent, but his face mask does hit his face mask. So by rule, it's a penalty. You know, I, okay, you can't argue that, but there was absolutely no intent. So I think that the disqualification definitely his reputation has to play into that because you you cannot, as Troy Vincent at the you know at, at the league office, you cannot make a case in court that 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 he intentionally lowered his head and you know in a with a in in the in the course of a football act to make that play. It just it, the evidence just isn't there for that. So that was, I think that was really excessive, and it would not surprise me if the players' association is able to um, rescind, get the the uh, the whatever the penalty is for the disqualification rescinded, because it, I think it's BS. But I do agree with you that um, it seems like it lit a fire under the defense. They um, because they came out 
you know, they pitched a shutout in the second half. Um, and I think overall they played really well. Um, Justin Herbert is a baller. Oh, that, yeah. dude, that dude is good. Um, and he made some plays, but they did a real good job. I, I haven't looked at the, the box score really, but I, you know, watching the game, I got the impression that they did a, a, a fairly good job of bottling up Eckler. And um, yeah, that they, everything they got was on, you know, he made some, he made some throws that were just unbelievable. Um, so that was that. So, but I thought the defense, especially in the second half, um, I, I don't, there was football is a game, you know, circling back to just watching the game and the criticism on a down to down basis from this fan base uh, from snap to snap, football is not the type of game that we, you can have a referendum on <laughs> your coordinator, your defense, your offense on a on a snap to snap basis. Oh, they didn't get the first down, so they suck. I mean, it's just it's just not that. There's ebbs and flows throughout the game, and you just kind of have to ride it out. And then. The way I try to do it, and not to say that's the right way, but it's one way, is then once it's over, you can go back and take a, a big picture view of all of it. Trying to do it in the moment, play by play, is just, I mean, I, I think, I don't think that's a great way to go about it. <laughs> in my, That's just my opinion. Sure. No, I think, I think that's fair. I think um, if you are... A Shanahan, if you are not a, a big Shanahan guy, I think there's a lot of kind of second guessing some of these plays where fans think that he he may be getting a little cute or maybe he thinks he's ahead of the defense and then it doesn't work. Now, I don't have a problem with him kind of going with what works. Uh, I, I just think sometimes he may even outsmart himself. With with That's some fair. with some calls, That's but fair. you know that there there was only a maybe one occasion in this game where I thought, okay, maybe that wasn't the the right play call. I thought he I thought he was really good. Now that doesn't mean that we're going to win this game by twenty points by him being really good because we're going to mm-hmm. talk about that in a second. Uh, which is, they ran the ball forty one times, and this mm-hmm. is what they do. Elijah Mitchell. He was more of the workhorse than uh, CMC was. They 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 were pretty close in carries, but uh, Mitchell had 18, CMC had 14. Christian was at, only at a 2.7 average. Uh, Mitchell was almost at a five. Some of that uh, some of that with Christian late was was him kind of getting caught in the backfield when they knew that the 49ers were trying to run out the clock. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but still, not not a fantastic game from him. But he did get the touchdown. He runs he runs hard. Uh, he run. He's so fast, and uh, they utilized him out of the backfield. Four for thirty nine. He, he picks up first down, so that's that was great to see. Uh, but eighteen for eighty nine for Elijah. Man, he looked. He looked quick. He, he looked, looked fresh. He looked strong. <laughs> and and if we get that guy, man, what a, what a twosome. Now I think my worry, especially and probably a lot of, a lot of other people, is. Uh, you even read the stat last week is is that he has 
he only plays in about 50% of the game so far in his career. So that's going to be something to watch. But with him getting 18, Christian getting 14, nobody's getting 25, which is good for their legs, which is good for their body. And uh, even Debo, I thought Debo looked fresh as well running. He, you know, he had the highest average per carry, 6.8, had the longest uh, at 15 yards uh, on one play. And, uh, you know, the, then, then you had Jimmy trying to get out there and, and run. And my guy, he Ugh. played well today, but his feet are cement. <laughs> he, yeah. He's slower than ever right now. Yeah. But he's still good. I mean, you know, my favorite Jimmy is quarterback sneak Jimmy, and he got a touchdown. So that was uh, that was good. And, uh, and they ulti- cheated him on that first one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> cheated Ult- him on that first one. But ultimately, running the ball 41 times, that's what they like to do. And I don't know what the win-loss record is when they run for that, you know, 35 times or whatever, but it's got to be really good. Yeah. I And I have to acknowledge up front that is, you know, for someone who grew up, you know, my first teams were the Walsh teams and it's West Coast offense and kind of run the pass the ball to run the ball and that short you know, the swing pass is kind of like an extension of the run game. All of that. I, I grew up on that. But I'm telling you, Harbaugh made he he converted me. I am a physical with a pH guy. I I love running the ball. And um I I I am with Kyle on this. And if you can because if you can do that it just sets a, you know, not only are you able to control the clock, keep your defense fresh and all of those things, but it is, it sets a tone. It sets a tone for the type of team that you are. And it's a physical football team. And I, I love that. So if there are times when we, the offense kind of stalls because, you know, that's what we, are going for you see that you see that I see that other places like in Atlanta for example Arthur Smith even if they are averaging two yards a carry that dude is going to continue to run the rock because that is just philosophically what he believes he's got Drake London and Kyle Pitts and he's still going to run the ball (laughs) 30 times a game and and philosophically I believe in that Um, so that's why probably I'm more of a Kyle defender than most. But I I I, I understand the frustration and the criticism. Today, uh, n- n- today being negative on Kyle is is a nitpick. Like this, it's a, it's a nitpick when you look at the whole resume of what they did tonight. Uh, and like you said, there, it's going to take him some time too to figure out certain scenarios. Uh, there will be opportunities for, um, y- you know, may- maybe more multi-backs, more two-back sets with Mitchell and, mm-hmm. and McCaffrey together. I think we-, we may have seen it once or twice tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but there's going to be lots of things that they'll and, – and they're going to save some stuff for oh, you know, specific teams and, 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 that, and that stuff. So ultimately, again, I- I've used that word ultimately a bunch of times, but you look at the end result, which is a W at home against a, a playoff team or a team that is, could be in the playoffs like San Diego, and you come you come away overall just saying, like, okay, they, they got one. 
One um, thing I was glad to see uh, before we move on is the fact that with Mitchell and CMC in the backfield that we haven't completely gone away from even as a look having Debo back there. Because I just think I think that that, you know, obviously you don't want to our fear, you know, before CMC got here is that we would overuse him in that role. But now being able to just sprinkle him in here and there, I think, is the perfect scenario. Okay. This is an offshoot of this question. I tried to keep it to three points, but I had I had a question here. Are you worried at all about the lack of production from Debo and Kittle in the passing game specifically? Because Kittle had one catch today, uh, 21 yards. It was a great, great play. Uh, Debo had two for 24. Um, he had six targets, only two catches. Uh, and Ayuk, again, Ayuk is the guy, him and Jimmy, they they have it all rhythmed up. He was six for eighty four. He had the one fumble, which was really just an unfortunate play. Uh, he got spun around right into somebody's helmet. Uh, and Juwan Jennings four for forty, and he got a first down, and he flexed on him today. Even Ray 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 probably was the recipient of J, uh, Jimmy's best re, uh, best pass, which was that thirty three yard completion where he actually had to step up and and, yeah. and scoot he showed a bit. he showed a little mobility on that yeah. thing <laughs> but you know it's not there with Debo and Kittle right now are you worried at all well I, I think what it really shows is we we our passing game if we are in a position and it was a clear example of it today is if we are in obvious passing downs we have a problem your best, their best rusher is going to be on the right side, and McGlinchey is going to trouble, struggle. So, in order for us to pass, we need to be able to establish the run so that we can play, we can play play action. That's been spotty, and you know, the fact is, if Jimmy is under duress, the whole thing gets kind of squirrely. And I think that's where we're at is our pass protection just still isn't quite where it needs to be. And, you know, when he has to just stand shotgun and be back there, it just to me, it just feels like he is not comfortable <laughs> at all. And it it feels it really feels like in a really, really short period of time, he has, you know, CMC is kind of a safety blanket and Ayuk are those are the places it looks like when he's uncomfortable that those are the places that he's going um going with the ball so it's you know and and so it means that Kibo that, that Debo and Kittle are Kibo Kibo <laughs> there you go Kibo <laughs> they're out of, they're out of the loop um so again I I'm going to go ahead and, and and chalk that up to being a work in progress and that hopefully, you know, we are able to come along and do we get, you know, I, I don't know if it was, I think it was probably Shelvin. I'm sure it was Shelvin now. Now that kind of suggested that maybe we end up seeing, you know, kind of a platoon system at right tackle, like we're mm -hmm. seeing at right guard with um, McKivitz 
and McClatchy, um, <laughs> and maybe even just on passing downs, we just bring <laughs> McKivitz out there and um, let him take take a shot at pass protecting because you know it really, really does seem that um, it's kind of in Max's head at this point. Um, it it's not good um, when he when when the whole world knows that um, we're going to be dropping back. Um, he is just he's just um, perpetually getting worked. Um, and that that's good. That's a problem. It's a problem. There's no question. And, you know, Mac was specifically going at him like they like that. That was a, that was a matchup that they wanted. And McGlynn, there, there was so there was one where Jimmy got sacked. Uh, and then there was another there was a bootleg where it wasn't really McGlinchey's mm-hmm. fault. Yeah, uh, that was another. And then there was one where he kind of got pushed back into Jimmy, which caused Jimmy to to throw early on, on something. But yeah, it was a rough, uh rough couple of sequences there. But when you can run 41 times and that is more his style, uh they they're fine. But in a game where it's a little bit back and forth, you know, you're talking about coming from behind. Yeah, that's not going to be a great a look problem. for him. That's going to be a problem. But that's yeah. not, you know, that and but I I am resolved in Jimmy is who he is. And if you if if we are able to establish and play a game script that plays to his strengths, we can we can win he can we can win a whole lot of games with him at quarterback. Mm-hmm. It's just when we are when we place him in a position to do things that are outside of his skill set and strengths is where we have problems. And obviously the other team, they get paid too. So what they want to do is put us in those positions where we have to ask Jimmy to do things that um, aren't Jimmy's strengths. So that's going, you know, as we move forward, that's going to be the push pull is to try to keep the game scripts in Jimmy's favor, because you know, as big a big a critic as I am of his, when you're playing to his strengths, and when he's playing to his strengths, the things that he does well, he does really well. Mm-hmm. And I really do like the fact that I mean, he really seems to he is confident when he's throwing the ball to McCaffrey and he's really confident when he's throwing the ball to Ayuk. It's just, we need to figure out a way to get him where we can put Kittle and Depot into those same situations where he is feeling comfortable. Um, I, you know, for me, McLeod and gray, they, their strengths just don't align with Jimmy's strengths, you know, down the field type, fly pattern type things just aren't I mean that's not his game it's not going to be his game so you know we you might want to try him to keep the defense honest yeah but i'm not expecting jimmy to be you know a, a 20 plus you know passer you know efficient efficient 20 plus yard down the field passer at this point i mean it's six years now we we know who he is I, I would have liked to see him take a shot. Uh, it, it, it didn't. It didn't happen. He. I, I don't think he threw a ball. Uh, maybe, maybe that uh, Ray Ray play was probably the long, I think it was the longest play of the game mm-hmm. for them. 
I want to see. Uh, I, I, so I, I wanted them to to take a shot. They didn't. Yeah. The the thing that I want to commend him for. There were no Jimmy balls today. There were no Jimmy throws. He didn't throw into coverage. There was no tip passes that were hanging up in the air forever for the defense to go and grab. He did something today uh, that uh, Alex Smith used to do very well, which is if it's if nothing is there, throw it in the dirt, throw it in the yeah. ground, kill the ball. We got it. We got another opportunity, which caused a couple of third and longs, which is usually his kryptonite. And mm-hmm. he hit those plays yeah. with Ayuk and with Jennings, which which was big for him. But I I appreciated him not taking sacks and not throwing into coverage where the ball was up in the air. I was like, I'm fine with you throwing at the feet. Like that's let's let's uh, let 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 Kyle call a play to get some space, and then let's convert. Like that's a sort of a trust in in jimmy in himself to kind of be able to get back in there and do it again instead of everything having to be like this urgent miraculous heroic play i like that he only had nine incompletions all game long now the 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 yards per attempt are probably not terrific for him but still that they they move the chains and when you run 41 times he doesn't have to be dan marino see the thing of it is my frustration always with Alex Smith was he was the king of on third and nine throwing a four yard pass. He was <laughs> great at that. But on this particular team with the ability to run after the catch, that's not the most horrible thing in the world. Just yeah. get it in Debo's hands. Just get it in CMC's hands. Yeah. And let's see. Maybe get get it in Kittle's hands and maybe they'll make a play. Yeah. Um so in in this particular circumstance, it's not like he's throwing to Anquan Bolden. Um, it's you know, so it's 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 different. It's different. So if you can just with the with this um assortment of talent, if you can just keep the ball in play, get it to him, you know, preferably in a position where they can keep running with the ball, um and don't put the ball in harm's way, then that's fine. A punt is is fine. A punt is good. You know, we just we we can't turn the ball over. You know that that that's just that's just death. All right, here's a question that I asked our our group that that Rick is also interested in. Uh, it's about OBJ at do, he. I think he put a list out of like the six teams or or whatever that he's interested mm-hmm. in playing for. I think the the Niners are on that list. And adding him, uh, I don't know if you add someone like him, he's got he's the talent of uh, I don't know if he's a number one anymore, but uh, talent wise, he's definitely a number two on this team. I don't know where where you would slot him Uh, in the beginning. He would have to kind of, you know, learn, learn the playbook and and kind of probably play more in, in four receiver sets. But. It, this in this scenario, it, it's a little bit about keep away because the Niners are, are pretty smart about the cap. But uh, I don't know. I, I'm just thinking like you know we we're just talking about Jimmy having these safety valves, and this guy has great hands, you know, and 
and he could be another one of those things. But then it becomes, like you said, an embarrassment of riches. That's that's less snaps for Jennings if if OBJ is on the field. Maybe less snaps for Kittle as, as well in, in certain situations. So thoughts on uh, adding OBJ? From a football standpoint, does it make sense? No. Where do we roster him? Where is he going to play? Where do the, like you say, it affect there, there, there really aren't any snaps for him right now. And there really aren't, there really isn't a roster spot for him. It, it you know, to a, uh, you know, obviously he's a better player than Jeff Wilson, but that's the problem with, a, with, you know, why we moved on from Jeff Wilson. He wasn't going to play, but you could have, you know, you could make the case with all the injuries and things that you just mothball him. And to hell with him and his free agency. You just mothball him, <laughs> roster him, you know, in in case of emergency, break glass type thing. But there's just there there wasn't a roster spot to do that. There, where is the extra roster spot going to come from? We have death problems at defensive line, so we're not going to shorten that. What unit do you short in order to keep a fifth running back? Doesn't make any sense. Same thing with the wide receiver. Where where are you going to short? You know, safety. I mean, DB, linebacker. Off. I mean, there's just there's no place to keep him. So it doesn't make any football sense. But <laughs> would I do it? it hell yeah. I mean, it's just, <laughs> it's just money at this point. You yeah. know, write a check, Jed. Bring him on, and then. That's what you pay Kyle to do is to figure all of that out because I am all about just acquiring talent, you know, have as many of them as you can, because this it's an attrition sport. And just like with the Rams last year, they signed him actually before Wood got hurt. And in the fact that Wood got hurt and then he was just there was just good fortune on their part. And in this game, you just never know, you know, you never what what would look like, a um a just an embarrassment of riches could all could suddenly turn into a need in one or two plays plus i don't want to play him in the super bowl i don't <laughs> want to play him in the divisional round i don't want to see him on the giants i don't want to see him on the cowboys i don't want to see him on the chiefs i don't want to see him on the bills so i'd rather have him here and figure figure out some way to keep all these people happy than to have him go somewhere else. But you know, but it no, it doesn't make any sense. Herbert could have used him because he was missing guys today. For damn uh, sure. I wonder if they could, because Debo lines up the backfield, because you have juice. Maybe you don't need that third running back, and and that could be some some space offensively, but. Yeah, you're well, right. They, you know, you, you we saw it today. Um, 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 TDP was inactive. I, you know, the thing has been from the very beginning. That was what happened with Trey. With Trey Sermon mm-hmm. is of all of those backs, they were willing to risk waving him with the hopes that maybe he would clear waivers and be able to be practice squad eligible. They don't believe that if they put TDP or um, Jordan Mason out on waivers, that they're going to make it back to the practice squad that I, I don't know 
you know, league intel being what it is, I don't, I don't know, but they seem to have a strong feeling that those guys are, and I, I have, you know, you see the way Jeff Wilson is balling. There's, you know, I don't doubt that people look at our backfield and they're like, shit, if we can get one of those dudes, we'll grab them up and see if they can ball, they, you know, because we have a good track record with, you know, running back. So I don't, I have no doubt that those do, you know, we would be, we'd be risking losing one of those guys if we did that. But again, I'm playing fantasy football. Yeah, so exactly. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> uh, the, and, you know, there was a time this season where, uh, Willie Sneed was activated, and he was the fourth. That's receiver. real talk. <laughs> real talk. <laughs> so it can happen in a it can happen in a, a blink of an eye. Yes. Uh, all right. Let's uh, let's go player of the game. Uh, I'll let you go first here. Do you know? And, and this is just I'm just looking at the stat sheet. Dre Greenlaw only played half of this football game, and he still led the team in tackles and in solo tackles. He was balling before he got kicked out. <laughs> a monster that's really really good um i don't know it's that's it, it this is a tough one for me um christian has to be in the conversation i don't think jimmy is i mean i don't think that would be Crazy. Yeah, I think I think I think he's probably say, in like the top two or three. Yeah, I I, I don't I don't think that's. <sighs> I have one. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll let you think about it a a, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have one guy that stands out to me, and and these stats aren't gaudy, but he was leading this defense in the second half. He's on the camera wherever the ball is, making plays. He had three pass defenses today. Uh, Fred Warner, seven tackles, but especially late in that game when that pass rush was not, Herbert was not comfortable, and he was just kind of trying to throw the ball uh, to, to where receivers might be. And you saw Fred Warner. There was almost a, a Fred Warner almost had a pick six. Uh, at the end there, because he was just, he just knew where the ball was going. He was right on top of, uh, I think it was the running back. But I think I would go w- with Warner just from the perspective of, he's kind of the the vocal leader out there. And he, he definitely w- was trying to fire these guys up, especially in that second half. And, you know, three, pass defend, three passes defended from, from the linebacker spot. Nobody had more than one. They had seven overall. Um, so uh, that's he's who definitely I would a with. tone setter. He is definitely a tone setter out there for sure. Um, I can't argue with that. Again, I, 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 I think Nick could be be the yeah, player he, yeah. of the game every he was, week. He is so impactful um, in so many ways. But I, I think I'm going to go with you on this one and say Warner. Yeah, the, I, th- I, like I think it feels right. I, I think I would have gone Mitchell and Jimmy as well, kind of right there. And it's not like Mitchell did anything spectacular. He just did what they needed to do, especially late in the game where he was, uh, you know, getting those five and six yard rushes. They really they, they put it in his hands, which I thought was kind of uh, impressive in that he hadn't played since week one, and you just 
trade everybody for this, uh, you know, Christian. And yet late in the game, Mitchell's the one who's getting those carries, you know, as they're going down the field. I thought that was kind of cool for him. Well, I mean, I mean, he was he was good last year, but, you know, early in this offseason, they basically turned the keys over to him. He, you know, he was RB1. Um, so yep. clearly they have a, a real high opinion of him. And now with him being, you know, I, I would say on A more so than RB2, um, it, it's clear that, you know, he's got a, a really, really, even with Christian McCaffrey and every all everything that he brings to the table, Elijah Mitchell is still, um, he has a prominent role in this offense. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Okay, so next Monday, you will be in Mexico City, correct? Yes. Yes, I will. I am so excited. Um, I'm going to be doing little dispatches for our little group. Um, Yes. From there, I'm going to try to I'm going to try to be play. uh, Hopefully they're going to be some places. I, I was checking them out. Um, in Munich this week, you know, um, NFL Network was there and they had all kinds of little um, little stage kind of events for the mm-hmm. fans to kind of do. So I'm hoping we'll, there'll be some stuff like that. I can get some some video on yeah, the ground awesome. for you guys. And um, yeah, I'm going to try to be available for a little bit after the game, just to even if it's more not just if it's just a kind of coming and come in as kind of a guest for a little bit. I'm going to get a SIM card um down there so internet shouldn't be a problem according to my guy down there so yeah um i'm gonna be there and you guys are gonna i'm gonna gonna take you guys with me that'll be amazing uh the cardinals themselves they kind of beat the bumps off the rams today and they did it without their starting quarterback colt mccoy was 26 for 37 today for the arizona cardinals in beating the rams what happened to Kyler? I didn't I didn't watch not a minute of that game. So I, I'm not exactly sure how Kyler got hurt, but I know as of Friday, there was talk that both quarterbacks, both Kyler and Stafford, weren't going to play. And uh, the thought process, at least from, uh, I think I, I listened to uh, the Ringers guy, uh, Ben Solak, mm-hmm. and he was talking to Bill Simmons and saying, you know, if it comes down to both teams not having their star quarterbacks, he would lean towards the Cardinals just because he doesn't think Cliff would would go conservative, even if he didn't have his, his starting quarterback. He thinks Cliff would call similar plays. Gunslinger. Yeah. And so, you know, Colt McCoy goes out there and wins this game for them. The Rams is backup. If if I gave you five guesses, do you think you would know who the Rams backup was? No. <laughs> I did not know who this was either. John Wolford. Whoever... He, started a game, he started a game last year, I think. Okay. Uh, and, uh, you know, obviously the Rams, they just cannot run the football. Uh, the, the Arizona didn't run it terrifically, but they still had Connor, uh, who scored a couple touchdowns. And, you know, DeAndre Hopkins, 10 for 98. Rondell Moore, 9 for 94. So I don't know what Kyler. I, I while you, while I let you uh, chit chat a little bit about this game, um, I, I will look up what's up with Kyler and if he's gonna be back next week. But um, yeah, they 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 had something today, uh, and uh, 
not to say that, you know, I wouldn't favor the Niners. Uh, I think I'd favor the Niners even if Kyler or or Colton's playing, but it was kind of interesting to see them as a team kind of rally around uh you know the the backup QB like they did cuz they've been a bit of a disappointment so far, but they beat the Rams who's been even a bigger disappointment, you know, the the, the defending Super Bowl champs there. Yeah, that is it's it's crazy that it 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 seems to you know, it it just seems like it's a regression to the mean. They're they're all they're the Rams. Their team, they were a team last year that I just looked at and saw, and they were just so top heavy with the way that they're they are constructed. But you know, they were able to um, leverage that into a championship last year. But but this year, it seems like um, the chickens have come home to roost. Um, <laughs> in in a manner of speaking and death is really a problem for them um and they they just they just aren't a very good football team now um so it's going to be interesting it 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 was you know the um obviously all the teams in in the division could not lose because two were playing each other but the um we got a little help from the Bucks today. Yeah. And um so Seattle is technically still in first place, but you know, they are, you know, we are um tied in the loss column and we have a win over them. So yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a wild ride in the NFC West for the re- the rest of the way, I think. I was uh I was looking for any any from it looks like uh, Kyler had a, a hamstring injury and he was questionable for the game. Uh, S- uh Stafford was uh, he's got the concussion stuff going on so that I think he was a uh, pretty early wow. inactive. But uh the Arizona Republic guy uh for for uh, azcentral.com he's he's like even if Kyler's healthy Colt should be the guy and I'm just like oh my god you are wow. uh, hitching your giddy up to Colt McCoy mm. uh, of all people. The how long has Colt McCoy been in this league? Colt McCoy has been oh in God. the NFL for come on, where is all of his seasons here? 2010. That's amazing. Do you know it you seems can... like forever ago that Colt McCoy was a 49er? <laughs> that seems like a <laughs> lifetime ago. 2013, one, oh. one completion and one attempt. 100% completion percentage for Colt McCoy as a 49er. What? 2013. Who was our coach then? Harbaugh. Oh, that, that, was that the last year of Harbaugh? That's the, that's the Super Bowl year. Oh, okay. There we go. Yeah. There we that's, go. Uh, that's cap, man. Uh, all right. So uh, we will, I, I, I'm going to ask somebody who, who may be able to do this show with me next week, and then you can pop in if you can. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I'll be on the search for, for a, a person to sub in for you. But like you said, hopefully you can come through and, and say hi and stuff. So that'll be great. And looking forward to all of your content 
in our group. Just uh, it's it, you know, you, you like you said, you're bringing us with you to Mexico City, so that's going to be a whole lot Shelvin, of fun. Shelvin, <laughs> Shelvin, paging Shelvin. I will if be I a could great get time there, yeah. for you to 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 pop on in. I'm telling you, my man. With, <laughs> I'm waiting on you. But yeah, yeah we, it'll be good, you guys. All right. So for Rod, I am Double G. We will see you when we see you. Peace out.